<laughs> All right, everybody. Welcome to the episode of Inner Monologue. With me are my usual suspects. I got Jose, Julio, and Marcus. How you Not guys bad. doing today? What up? What up? Feeling refreshed. Yeah, you guys are good. All right. I mean, I know that all you guys have something going on in your own personal accounts and doing your little spinoffs. We're basically Nickelodeon. <laughs> um, so we started with all that. Now we got Keenan and Kill. That's that bad, 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 bad. Yeah. Nickelodeon. Yeah. Exactly. So before we get started with our usual with our usual banter, want you guys to take take time to let the audience remind the audience more about like uh, what you guys are doing these days and where they can find you guys. Yeah, so let's start with who Oh, why me? Mel's and Jose go. Because you 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 always the one who wanna talk about yourself the most. So just I, well, I, I didn't I didn't yeah, I, 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 I didn't want to today, let's but do it. get it over with uh, I got Life with Julio. That's my channel, Life with Julio. And uh, I pretty much record what I do in my life. Uh, I just recently went down to LA. We meet up with another podcaster. So check that out and see how that went. Cool. Way to make that shit sound thrilling. It's thrilling. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's thrilling. If you think I'm interesting, you'll enjoy it. It's thrilling. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you jose what do you got going on so as for me i got mo boxing no problem which is basically a youtube channel going over uh, the big fights so i give um the fight details tell the tape betting odds and then my prediction for who i think is going to win and then after the fight i do post fight discussions with other boxing pages on instagram and just see if we were wrong and where each fighter goes from there so check it out on YouTube again. Mo boxing, no problem. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before we go to Marcus, I gotta ask: um, Were you right on on the betting odds on the Ryan Garcia fight? No, I, I call Ryan Garcia but knockout. Ooh. So I think got every, that wrong. I think everybody thought that was gonna be a knockout. Oh. Okay. So when we get to the story, I'm I'm gonna tell you guys why huh. I disagree with that. Especially after we read the story, um, Marcus, let me hear what you got going on. So I got you know Goofy Hunter Academy, where we talk about nerd shit while doing nerd shit. Um, I recently started 3D printing pokeballs, as you can see, custom and balls. Thanks to Julio, I'm now doing custom-made uh, pokeballs. Uh, right now, we're starting off with sports themed. I'm making him a San Francisco Giants themed one. And I'm going to be That's recording sad. that process and posting it. Um, it's probably as soon as we're done with this episode. <laughs> That's fucking tight. Can you make me one in the shape of Julio's head so he can Ooh. catch them all? <laughs> That's going to take a lot of filament. Look at that fucking <laughs> neck girth. Give me that, <laughs> that, neg- that negative neck. Oh, man. Neck girth. Oh, man. You and Tequila Spikes got something coming. That needs to be on a t-shirt. That needs to be on a t-shirt. No, but that's what's up, guys. I'm actually really proud of you guys' channel. Your individual thing going on. You know, I'm the one that's kind of been dragging my feet. I've been wanting to do that whole meme thing reaction Mm -hmm. that I was telling you guys about. But it's kind of hard to do it without um, 
somebody that's compiling them mm. for me because I, I I feel like if I recorded after compiling no the memes factor. myself, it, it the, it's not a genuine reaction. I feel like I'm kind of um lying mm-hmm. to my audience. I feel like we should maybe email you some memes and then you just open the emails mm-hmm. on that day. Yeah, that's true. That 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 could be also true, but. See, if I open the emails on that day, I guess I could yeah. share the screen while I'm recording. I'm not sure if Riverside even lets you do that when you're I doing think, it yeah, by you yourself. Can, I think. Yeah, you can screen share. Okay. I, I screen share. Your so I, yeah, I could probably compile them in a file mm-hmm. or something. So yeah, we'll figure. I'll, I'll figure something out after chatting with you guys. You guys have definitely been doing a great job with your individual channels. Um, so let's just use this whole individual channel to jump off as a springboard because I did notice that all of you guys have stories that are kind of branches of your own individual thing going on. So um, let's go with Julio first. I want to hear more about this, you know, um, what is it called? Yeah, E-Fuel, essentially. So uh, back in World War II, a little history drop, uh, Germany made about 9% of their... <clears throat> of their like wartime fuel supply from a combination of carbon dioxide and hydrogen and so Porsche started exploring that primarily as a way to kind of like save internal combustion engines and for fans of the 911 to pretty much save the Porsche 911 from becoming an electric car uh, right now in Chile they are currently building a plant where they're planning to use wind power to uh, power the plant in order to generate the hydrogen carbon dioxide sorry carbon dioxide mixture is going to be producing this e-fuel they're also not just talking about making fuels but like synthetic oils for engine lubrication like other parts like transmission fluids and stuff like that along those lines uh their first facility is going to go up in chile then they're talking about having one in australia and then one in the united states they're currently already testing this uh, style of fuel in their GT3 Cup car, their race for, like their race car of the Porsche 911 GT3, and it's been proving to work really well so far. Mm-hmm. So it shows hope that there is a chance we can save internal combustion engines for gearheads like me. And their investment at the moment is about seventy-five million dollars, and they're talking about investing more in the coming years. Okay, and uh, I was reading that they were saying that it could lead to some kind of like carbon neutrality. Yeah, so I don't have the based on yeah, the way, the they, way they it would work it. is uh, it would still burn, obviously, like gasoline, but the emissions would be like like less than two percent of what current gasoline emissions are now. So, like two percent of what current gas is, which is pretty low. So I mean, that's nothing. not it's not bad at all. Practically Sounds nothing. Great. You wouldn't even be able to smell it at that rate. We don't smell it. I, I mean, I think I think I personally think it's a great idea. Um, will we get to a point where people could only run synthetic fuels? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. The big hurdle here that I was thinking about is how are we going to be able to tell if a car is burning a synthetic fuel or a regular Well, I think the cars themselves are going to have to have, like, special, like, parts, like injectors, fuel pumps, things that can run, that can work with and 
and run the fuel through the engine and then burn the fuel in the engine, like special spark plugs and stuff. Because obviously the combustion rates are going to be different. The the ignition spark rate is going to be different. Like it's, you know, it's still going to run like a current gas engine runs. But if you think about it, kind of like when you have a gas engine or a diesel engine running on a there's any, it might have a higher yeah the compression rates rate. might be different so there's gonna be a lot of changes kind of like you know people use uh veg- like use vegetable oil and diesel engines you don't just pour that oil straight from like mm-hmm. mcdonald's deep fryer into your engine you got to refine it a little bit there's a little process for that and then you got to have special injectors for your diesel engine and stuff and a special fuel pump so there are modifications like that are going to need to be made if say I take my Honda Accord and just want to say, hey, I want to run it on this new e-fuel. I have to modify my car, obviously. So the idea is probably like newer cars are going to be having newer components that are going to go along with them to work with the fuel systems, to make the fuel system work and and like be able to process the fuel through the engine and burn it and all that. Okay, so then older cars would have to have right. modifications and, done to them. Just I mean, you never know. This fuel. Like, like anything in the car industry, whenever a new car comes out, there's a company already making like new parts to swap out lower cars, change out engine components so they can make higher compression, more horsepower. So I'm pretty sure like aftermarket companies will probably be keeping their eye on this and want to be ahead of that curve and say, hey, we're selling conversion kits for like, you know, a thousand bucks, two thousand bucks, so you can keep your car going and change the fuel system and everything and run it on this new e-fuel in the future. So only time will tell, but I think it's pretty cool. Uh, I think it's a pretty okay. cool fe- alternative because if we could have this, electric cars, hydrogen-powered vehicles, I think like having a combination of all these different... We could be free from our dependence on foreign oil and gas. That, that too, exactly. Because you could technically produce this anywhere. So let's use his price point as a jump-off point, right? So he said about a thousand to two thousand dollars. Now, at a thousand to two thousand dollars, would you guys be willing to invest that kind of money into your current vehicles to modify them to run this new fuel just to be able to drive a combustion engine? If it keeps me engine? having to buy a new vehicle at the cost, uh, the projected cost in five years, with the average price being uh, said to be forty five thousand dollars for a new car, yeah, yeah. But that's 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 the that's the expected cost to be for. A combustion engine vehicle. That's not the projected cost for an electric vehicle, which is something that the industries and governments are pushing for hard. So there's going to be a lot of ways to get it at a much cheaper rate. Well, too, like a lot. One of the things that like, I was reading on this and uh, CNET pointed out is, at the moment, producing electricity for electric vehicles is still a very fossil fuel dependent process. So in a sense, this right here, like Porsche said, at least for their plants, they're planning on round, on on running these off renewable energy only to make this fuel uh, to produce this new fuel. That's what they're planning to. But at the current rate, like you said, the reason why electric electricity for electric cars is still being produced primarily on fossil fuel dependent ways is because. It's the, the fastest way to produce the energy that you need at an adequate amount of time. They haven't searched you know, for like, other so avenues for ex- in order to, you know, find alternatives, or at least they, they're not willing to find alternatives just yet, because there are alternatives. Well, it turns, you just don't fund so, so don't get me wrong. I think this is dope. Don't get me wrong. The synthetic fuel sounds amazing to me. 
but I feel like synthetic fuel is going to be the way to go for combustion engines more for like high-end cars yeah I, I don't know man, so i, I honestly think that in, in a few years have like synthetic fuels electric luxury cars. audi has an electric luxury car mercedes has one coming yeah out. no they're gonna have their electric luxury cars to be able to still produce and sell to the 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 um what's the word called they're gonna they're gonna have vehicles that are electric and so that the consumer can actually go out and purchase a car that looks like this like the ones that they see out in the racetrack and stuff like that but i honestly believe that driving a combustion engine might be obsolete in the next yeah. 20 years in 20 years i can see that it's gonna get too expensive it's gonna it's just for the basic consumer you know what i mean and but i do think that it's a great idea to like keep investing in this because then we'll still be able to see high performance vehicles in racetracks in like yeah. formula one nascar totally you know what i mean like so that's always going to be exciting nobody it will still give you the opportunity I'm, I'm if you want to not going to lie and say that i don't enjoy if you want to buy like a 911 and have an experience a 911 how it is now i think this will probably be like a way of saving that that sports car for like you know just for the enthusiasts for the person who wants like own a car like that and just say hey like, I have a 911 and it still runs on on fuels and it yeah, makes, I mean, and it makes, and all, it makes that's all cool and shit but one of the things I'm noticing is eventually when we start shying away from you know combustible engines we'll probably end, end up being able to create uh, even higher performance cars from what we transition to oh totally because eventually, like some of the drawbacks, not to mention, you know, be, between the stuff that goes into the cars that, you know, weigh it down, but still allow it to produce enough power for it to go as fast as it can go. We find alternatives to that. We can pretty much start increasing how fast these cars can go. And they're not relying on certain materials in order to keep it maintained. <laughs> I will agree with that. There's like a lot of waste when it comes to like maintaining a vehicle, you know, oil changes, uh, fluids like transmission fluid <coughs> steering brake fluid all that stuff i i will admit yeah. there's a lot of waste that comes from that so i think if one if we can start you know just with the e-fuels alone being like more carbon neutral we could also make like you know like v, uh, fluids to replace uh, like maintenance fluids that always need to be replaced more synthetic to where they're not harmful to the environment and we can just probably like clean them out or repurpose them that'd be great too Yeah, that works. Any thoughts on this other? 